Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take Welcome back. We're in episode 11 billion million. <laughs> Some number. <laughs> so funny because like all the podcasts I listen to now, the ones that are still around are like the same hundred plus and they don't even, they're like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. we used to, I remember like every single time we'd be like, and this is the episode number. And then we'd be like, yay. Oh my God. I'm so excited. And now I'm just like, I, I have it's no idea. I just know that on Tuesday I have, get my notebook out and I get my microphone out and I talk. That's really all <laughs> I know. All that <laughs> I'm like show up here in my office that's all i know and you can also use that hashtag boss so hard uh to get our attention on twitter or really anywhere else um and just show us what you're up to what you're working on if you have any questions anything like that it's a great way to get a hold of us um and then on facebook and instagram we are at heart and hustle podcast so you can follow us there as well um also be sure to let us know if there's anyone in particular you would like us to see us interview or if you have any topics that uh, we haven't covered or that you want us to dive deeper into um, you can go ahead and email us at heart podcast at gmail.com uh, we love to hear from you we love like I mean we do this for you you know so we love to hear like what you want to hear more of or if there's somebody that maybe hasn't been on our radar that you're like no you should really right. sit down and talk like, to them you know about this person exactly I mean like the, the internet's like a big place so we try to know all the things but no one can know all the things so let us know the things um, so we also have some listener questions that we're going to get into today, which we haven't taken listener questions in a while. So I'm really excited about this. So the first one is what kind of planner or calendar do you use? Carissa's asking because she gets real excited about planners. I feel like, have you not have you used <laughs> the same ones since you started or have you changed already? Um, so I don't remember if I told y'all yeah, at the did. beginning you, you of the year that okay <laughs> i was like i know i told you but i don't even know if i said it on here you because did. i blend like the conversations right. we have off air and, and on air right. um but so i started using uh a bullet journal at the beginning of the year and i bought like the typical like one that says bullet journal and blah 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 on it um and you know i didn't actually buy any pens i just i have a lot of pens yeah. so i was just like hopefully these work out uh, some of them bleed through, so, you know, I learned my lesson, but it's fine. Um, but, yeah, I really like it. I've I've kind of gotten more into it as of late. When the year started out, I was really intimidated by it because I would go on YouTube and I'd yeah, see, like... that's a bad idea. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Because, like, I originally started out and I was like, I really, I really... What, what happened? And the reason I got to bullet journaling is because a few years ago, Melissa actually got me a Harry Potter um, journal, like, our Harry Potter planner. Yeah. And I loved it, and it was fantastic. And, like, the next year I had a different type and I was like, I really like to, like, open my, like, planner and see Harry Potter every day. It just helped me feel centered and calm and just, like, helps with my anxiety. So I went online to see if I could find it. And I actually found the same shop, but they don't make it the same way anymore. The way that they make it now, I'm just like, this is not, this is a no for me. Um, So I thought about buying that one, but I was just like, no, this is a no for me. And honestly, I looked around online and there was not really... Like, you would think that there'd be more Harry Potter planner options, but there's not a lot of them. Um, so I wasn't really impressed with anything I saw. 
I, I did enjoy last year I used the passion planner and I really did enjoy that setup and I could definitely see myself using that again in the future. But I was kind of looking for something that I could customize a little bit more and kind of put a little bit of like fun and fandom stuff into it. So I started kind of just looking at the way that people were doing bullet journals. I joined like a, a group on Facebook, which You're is like, one of the more, nine of them. <laughs> one of the more nerdy things I've done in life. I didn't even know that was a thing, but oh, like I joined, a yeah, I joined yeah. a few groups on Facebook and I joined one specifically for Harry Potter bullet, bullet journaling. And, um, after seeing like a lot of spreads and layouts and stuff, I was like, okay, I think I can do this. Um, so I went ahead and like dived in. So at first I was really like timid just because I wanted everything to look perfect. Yeah. And I am a perfectionist and I've always had, um, like an insecurity about painting, drawing, anything to do with using your hand yeah. to create, create <laughs> like art that's Imagery. not through a camera. Um, and the reason why is because my grandmother was a amazing oil painter. I mean, just beautiful. Like we have her art up in our home and people are always like, Oh, what artist did this? And I'm like, that was my grandmother. <laughs> um, so people, you know, per, like mistake her art for professional all the time. I think she would have been a professional. She wasn't too busy being a grandmother to like a million grandchildren mm -hmm. and a mom and everything else. Her. Yeah. Um, but I used to watch her paint as a child and like, I loved when she just set up and I could watch her. And I really feel like my brother, Alex, uh, inherited that gift. Like Five he goals. is just, a great visual artist and and he doesn't even right now it's like that's not even really his main focus um he's working in film now but man he's just so 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 gifted and it's so effortless for him you know mm -hmm. whereas like i don't feel like ben and i are horrible by any means it's just a not the same <laughs> <laughs> levels yeah and so for me like when i create visual art which i very much enjoy doing and i love to paint especially um i i you know want it to look on that level and it just it just doesn't uh so for me like going into it i was like well this needs to be i want it to be a space where i can create and not feel stressed out right and kind of like doodle and things like that like i come from a family of doodlers as well my mom's a doodler so it's like i want to you know kind of be able like my mom doodles her to-do no list one, every day no one would have guessed <laughs> <laughs> with all my notebooks no and papers one. everywhere um but yeah so i wanted a place that i could kind of you know create some art but not take it too seriously and just have fun with it and that sort of thing. Um, and even though I went into it with that intention, I did get a little bit spooked at the beginning and I was like, Oh my gosh, this isn't, you know, going to work out and mine doesn't look as good or I don't want to share it. But as time has gone on, I'm like, you know what? I've gotten really great feedback from my super simple layouts that haven't even been very intense and people have really responded well to them and been into it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. So I've just kind of been getting more intricate with my layouts. I've been doing stuff that's inspired by, you know, travel or just like my day to day life, uh, still Harry Potter stuff, just all that good stuff. And it's really great because I can kind of take what works one week as far as like the layout and the organization of like my day and my trackers and stuff. And if it works well, I can improve upon it for the next week or do something completely different. Yeah. There's definitely been weeks when I've been like, I've seen maybe something that someone else has done. I've been like, oh, that's a cool way to do a tracker. I'm going to try to see if I can do that. And then I'll do it and I'll be like, you know, that really wasn't the best fit for me for that week. Exactly. So it's great because, you know, when you have a set planner, whatever it is, you just have you to kind of adjust it. to it and <laughs> make it work. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Whereas like with this, it's, it's just, you can constantly change what you're going to do. And I can definitely see, cause I've always thought about like, well, if I find like a perfect fit, then maybe eventually one day I'll just make a planner for myself. But I can see why people use the bullet journal because 
what fits for me one week doesn't necessarily fit for me the next week. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really great about it is that it just can continually change and evolve from one week to the next. Um, Because now I'm kind of starting to anticipate, like, if I have a super busy week or if I have a week where I'm just going to be, like, sitting in front of the computer editing or whatever it is, like, I can kind of say, well, this is going to be a better layout or a better tracker for this sort of thing. If it's a meeting-heavy week, like, this is going to be a better fit for the design. Um, So, yeah, it's just really fun from, like, a design standpoint. So I'm really enjoying it. And then I have a backup just date calendar that I just, if I have to be at a place in person, I, in my mind, like, because I use um, Google Calendar for everything. So it's in there. It's color-coded. Um, if you know my colors, you know. Like, I have, right. like, one, like, I have green for if I'm getting paid. I have the light green for if it's, like, money adjacent. Like, it's, like, I could make money or I could not. <laughs> but this adjacent. is, yeah. <laughs> like, this is, like, a potential to make money, but it's not dark green because it, it's not for sure. <laughs> and then I have, you know, like, pink for friends and so on and so forth. So I use Google Calendar, but I also like to just have it backed up somewhere God forbid, I don't know. I don't pay Google Calendar, so what if tomorrow they're just like, nah, fam, this is not for you anymore? This is morning with this AWS. <laughs> so I'm like, I just want to be sure, and I have just a date book where I just write in dates. But I normally just transfer those over, you know, weekly or monthly as needed. Well, it's nice into... because there's something, like, like if the internet doesn't work, which can't happen, it's staying. But um, just if, yeah. But if, it had, or if you're somewhere issue. and somebody yeah. can't get access to the yeah. calendar, they can say, oh, she probably wrote... Yeah, where exactly. she was, and it's just a nice And it's thing like, for me, do. like, a lot of times, like, I kind of get notified of things, like, way in advance. Like, I had somebody that reached out to me, and they're like, hey, I really want you to do my branding, and I, like, will be able to afford it on literally this date. Yeah. And it's, like, three months in yep. advance, you know? And so that happens a lot, so I'll write down just a yep. note in there, like, reach out and email so-and-so and send them over the paperwork on this day. Yep. And, you know, like, I mean, maybe if I didn't, maybe sometimes they would still remember, but a lot of times they won't. They just need that, that reminder. Um, so, and then as far as like for photo shoots and stuff, that still happens way in advance. Like, even though I continue to say like, oh, I don't shoot weddings anymore, but you are. Uh, I know. Occasionally I do. Occasionally I shoot a wedding if it, if the stars align and it's just a really, really, really good fit. So you know, when I book that, it's at least six months yeah. in advance. Um, so I just need to make sure of those things and have those dates written down just so it's, you know, in a, one solid place. But yeah, so that's what I'm using this year. Um, I'm confident that I'll be using it through the rest of the year. And honestly, like next year, I either, like it'll be one of three things. It'll be if they redesign that original Harry Potter one and make it <laughs> good again, then maybe I consider going back to that. I would consider going back to the passion planner, but honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised if I bullet journal again next year too. So that is where I'm at with planners. So basically bullet journal, backup, um, date planner and Google calendar. All the things I bullet before I had a name because it really wasn't bullet journaling. It was more like the moleskin community because those were the notebooks before people created off brand ones, (laughs) which is what you see most of the time. Um, so yeah, it was like a Moleskine community in 2010. Um, so I did that for a year. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> but it's cute. And I go back and I look at it and I'm like, it's fun because it's so colorful. And I did a lot of um, collages. So I had a lot of like magazines that I was subscribed to from just getting married or just like, yeah. not having Yeah, And it was like magazine else. time. Back. Magazine yeah, time. It was so like... I just have all these random, or like memes on the internet. Like I have all these random like fan art things that I printed out from when Tumblr first started. So this yeah. is all this old stuff. I have no interest in doing that again. <laughs> it's so cute. There's kids that are um, 
that I know teenagers are really into bullet journaling. Oh, so yeah. So they're super excited about it. So having, like, to talk to them about it, I'm like, I'm living through you, but I have no interest in doing that ever again. No thank you. But it's cute because it does give you the flexibility to be creative and figure out. And I feel like it worked really well for the 9 to 5 because it helped me be creative. Mm-hmm. when I couldn't be creative during those hours. So I could just be like, okay, yeah, I'm taking notes on when we're doing this and like doctor's appointment, like boring. Yeah, it's my, things. it's like my Sunday time yeah. where I literally make myself, cause like if not, I just am like on 24 seven. So it's like nice to know like, nope, Sunday you're night, you're going to take at least, you know, 20 minutes at right. least to put to get, put it together. Um, I am using the same rifle paper company planner because... It worked very well last year. I liked it because it has a little to-do sections. There was a planner I liked that had that, and I still am so sad that they don't make it. They only made it for one year. And they never, like, remade this planner again, so I spent, like, so many years trying to find different things. I did, um, whatever the ones that are in, um, tar- sugar papers. Oh, sugar paper. Yeah, I've done them so before. I did, like, a sugar paper yeah. one. I still have that one. I did so many different ones. But oh, yeah, I've done sugar paper before. The rifle one is pretty much, I mean, it's 18 months, so... It's nice Which is to helpful. Have. Exactly. And everything can Google Calendar all the time. I like calendar. the rifle ones because they're like thick like a they're book. They're giant. And so like nice. they just really stand. Right. Like you can like throw them in any sort of bag. Like exactly. they are going to stand the test of time. Like yep. they're not going to get I beat up. I thing everywhere. My yeah. child touched it. So it, it lived. <laughs> it, it was child proof. It lived through like one year of having like a two year old. So I really like that one. Yeah. It's been my go to. And I feel like that about the calendar too on the like wall I feel like I've had a rifle uh, desk calendar yeah I guess wall calendar for the past like three years so um I just stick to what I know that's always on sale at a sidewalk sale I love a good wall calendar and this is the first year that I don't have one I don't know what like where I don't know why I decided not like I didn't make a conscious decision to not have one it just didn't happen last year I did the like the desktop one that had the little flip and I loved it because it had like the black girl with the fro I think she was June and then after the year was over I just left that open (laughs) and then I bought a postcard of it that I need to like frame and put it up in here I've had her like Um, the pins I put her like everywhere yeah but um yeah I don't know I like normally I have a wall calendar I think that maybe just I was looking around and maybe just didn't see a space for it or I don't know it's the last when I went I will tell you this when I went to the um to the sale I was very overwhelmed because like remember I told you that I went when everyone was there you were smart and you went when no one was there I went when it was busy because I was meeting a friend and my friend spent like a good amount of time in there I eventually left and hung outside with like our husbands because I was just like this is very intense for me uh, so I was a little freaked out over looking at the wall calendars, but I mean, it's only April. I can you still can, get one. It doesn't matter. You can get one in June and you'd still be fine. You get good use and you get your money's worth, especially in June because it'd be like yeah. 70% off. <laughs> yeah. I just, I like them cause they're cute and it's, well, I feel like people, I'm constantly yeah. looking up the right. date. It's just sometimes it's easier to just glance and have it right, right. there. It's so much easier for me. And, um, like, that's normally where I write stuff that I need to remember in regards to John or I need him to remember in regards to me. <laughs> so I'm like, it's on the calendar. Just look it's, at it's, it. It's on my calendar. Don't, don't come in my office. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> this past Friday um, was 420 for those who celebrate. Happy holidays. Um, I hope you've recovered. Uh there was controversy on the internet. I wasn't really um, paying attention, apparently, until Sunday. We were out in Tampa on Friday, and I had a crazy weekend. That was just back-to-back stuff, um, including going to Color of Change's Black Woman Brunch, and that was super cute. And I yeah. think everybody should go support Color of Change. It is, like, 
an amazing political venue that's trying to support and uplift black women leadership this year. So they're doing some really big things in some cities. They did a 13 city brunch tour that they're ending on May 1. So Orlando's sort of at the tail end and there were a lot of people. I was really surprised. So that was super cute. But the point being is that I didn't get on the internet all weekend because I had things to do. And I get on Sunday and I see all these people on my timeline just like tweeting about the fan con, which I had known about sort of through... Black girls and nerds, really. Yeah. That's where I learned about it, but I wasn't... I'm not a huge con person. Like, if I'm going to go to a con, it's going to be one that I'm already here for. So yeah, I'll say, we have, we have good cons in Orlando, so it's kind of or like... Or Dragon Con is in Atlanta. It's Atlanta yeah. seven hours away. Like, it's kind of like, right. why go super far for one? I'm not going super one. far for a con. I'm not going to New York. I'm not going to San Diego. As cute as the Marvel exhibit or all is, I don't care enough yeah. <laughs> to pay money to invest in that when we have options that are relatively close by. And Dragon Con, honestly, is a better con than all of those. Fight me about it. Whatever. Um, so I just saw all these people complaining that FanCon had been canceled super last minute on Friday. It's supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen this upcoming weekend, which is April 27, 28, 29, um, which I wouldn't have been able to go to anyway, so it worked out in my favor. But um, these people basically backed this Kickstarter to get it launched and running. It was $55,000 or so that really kicked it off. And to get an email Friday... From the hotels first saying that when at that point many people are arriving already, or are already there or like really like the airlines about to email you telling you to check in for your flight yeah when, you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you're getting ready to actually leave you maybe have paid for a babysitter let's say because if it's me i'm most likely sitter. going on a thursday because i like to stretch right. out my any sort of vacation i can so i'm already there at this point if i if it was me so oh my word so I, like long story short um look up the hashtag it just imploded um and there has not really been any resolution the organizers released this really terrible statement that like PR nightmare and it basically was like sorry we're out of money so you're out of money and you're not getting your money back but it's postponed indefinitely like it just was like it's not canceled it's postponed definitely yeah sis yeah that's (laughs) those things mean the same thing but the bigger thing is that um messy it having black girls nerds put into it and i know the founder jamie and i forget her last name sorry i'm not gonna google it right now it's I'm, a couple i can't remember it's gonna be real messy it. um it's long wrote kind of her own personal statement that was like i am not involved i was like a volunteer etc 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 and i think the biggest issue there is that she had co-founder in her twitter bio and it's mm-hmm. still listed on the site as co-founder and their screenshots because it's the internet um she took it out as soon as that whole stuff started happening and Claiming to not have any financial access is not an excuse to take people's money and not trying to offer actual tangible resolutions. So then there's all these writers who uh, worked with Black Little Nerds and who had been recently been quit- quitting, despite us not knowing that a lot of writers have been quitting in the past yeah. couple months. And then a few of them quit over the weekend and resigned and saying that they just didn't have good relationships with Jamie and Jamie was not a great editor in chief and she was not a good boss, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so then she made a statement today again for no reason like nobody asked you for, to do this um just basically again absolving herself of blame from fan con saying she didn't have access to financial things and then stepping down as editor-in-chief of black girl nerds so we were asked how we felt about this <laughs> we're not Sis. fans of the situation <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean you know it's just the thing is is like i can understand that sometimes things happen that are out of your control by all means Um, but what I don't understand is if you are in touch, like, let's say that, let's say that she's not getting money for argument's sake. Let's say that none of that money is going to go into her pocket. 
then for argument's sake, why are you not connecting the people who have paid money with the people who took their money? That's what I'm having a really hard time understanding. Like, if you were one of the organizers and you know the other organizers, then you need to, number one, reach out to those organizers yourself and say, hey, I've got my community, I've got my reputation on the line, and you need to make sure that you're finding a way to reimburse these people. Um, But also, you need to just let them know who it is that took their money. If it's not you, then what, like, why aren't you letting people know? And I mean, we, we literally have so it's the people that attended. It's the artists that bought like space and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, like vendors. any anyone who was like attending and doing like a panel or anything yeah. like that. Like all these people have not only paid to come to the actual event, but then have paid for travel and all that and taking time off and all those things. And it's like in it's not the most convenient place for a lot of people because it's in Baltimore. Right. So you know it's like I, I feel like a lot of the people, at least that I know within that community, are not actually based there. Yeah. Um. So it's just like just give people back their money or try to be working on that and if you are working on it in secret or something which i i don't understand why you would be just let people know like right. be We're transparent give an update at this date or whatever so i am on a board of a nonprofit, and that's the problem with fancon was listed as a 501c3 which people found out after the fact apparently people didn't know that so her coming up with the statement, I didn't get paid to be a volunteer, doesn't mean anything because it's a 501c3. Yeah. I have never gotten paid <laughs> being on the board of a 501c3. I've never gotten cash. That's not what that mm-hmm. happens. I am a volunteer, but I am on the board. I get a financial statement every month of what comes in on this board. I understand where every single dime goes and where it gets paid. Yeah, it has to be transparent. The many different bank accounts, it's very transparent. Every member of the board gets this. They understand. They can ask questions. The treasurer lets us know, gives us updates, let us know how the flow is going, what we need to raise more money on, what have we spent money on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this excuse of I've never seen saw financials. It's a red flag. Why would you ever want to be a part of something where you do not get to see where the money is going and where it's coming from? Why would you know that you weren't going to be able to have an event? You you knew. Like, I'm just That's like, the thing. is like you knew you before knew. Friday. The event was literally that weekend, and you're letting people know the day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, was the right. weekend that it happened, you let people know the weekend that it happened. Like, right. that doesn't make any sense. Like, you knew a month out. You definitely knew a week out. Like, on Monday, you knew that on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you weren't having an event. Like, I don't understand how you wait well, until you didn't the have your absolute room, last... Because there were other people who were volunteers on the board, and they're saying they never got information about their rooms. They asked several times, they, not the board, but just volunteers for the yeah. event, um, different, uh, like, talent management, et cetera, et cetera. They're like, they didn't get information about the talent. They said that they were going to email the talent directly. They didn't get information about their room. So, Jamie, did you get an email about your room, about your stuff being set up? Because I'm sure you didn't. Like, I'm yeah. sure you didn't get that information about the food. Did you figure out what the menu was going to look You know, there's so many different things. So I just think that there needs to be transparency. And this is a huge, becoming a huger problem online of... Um, I mean, it's been a big problem with Kickstarter in general. But being an investor in Kickstarter is exactly what it is. Investor, there's no guarantee that you're going to get your money back or the product that you invest in. Yeah, absolutely. That is in Kickstarter's terms of service. So that is something that you take up with when you decide to back a project. Just because it gets funded doesn't mean that you're going to always get the thing that you're going to get. You can try to sue them. You can figure it out with... But I feel like you would spend more money at this point trying to get your money back from FanCon than what, unless you. Well, yeah, say that's. I I definitely feel like at least far from a legal standpoint, like it'll be really hard for people to get. Well, because also some of the people who are involved are like not like from my understanding not even American, so it's even more like tied up and and just a lot of um, 
So I guess they can all sue Jamie. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. I just think that there needs to be more transparency online. And if you're not willing to be transparent, then don't get in situations where you are raising money. Like, there are certain things that I don't want to talk about online. Like, that's not in my brand issue. I don't want to talk about. So I never ask people to have, for money to support these causes. Like, I don't share pictures of my kid online. So it'd be weird to me to go to my Instagram group and ask for money. Like, that, that yeah. would make no sense. Because I'm never going to give you the updates that you're going to want regarding my kid like if i have a, a you know god forbid a situation where i can't afford to, to help out i would go to friends and family mm-hmm. personally on a one-on-one basis and ask but i couldn't imagine starting a kickstarter or something where i this is not a part of my life that i've ever shared with my online community so why would you give me money like i'm glad you would and that's good and all but yeah i don't understand so there's just so many people online i feel like especially in the influencer space which that's a word um that are choosing to ask for money but not be transparent about where this money is going. And I think if you're online and you want to support a cause, that's fine. That's 100%. You should believe in creators. You should definitely back people who are creating things for you. But creating things for you that are, are, are kind of like the thing that I want to get into. Like you need to, it's, it's really hard because you do want creators to create. You want artists to create. And we're going to be talking about this a little bit because I know there are some people who are, I know who have patrons or whatever set up for just them existing. And I get it. Like, if somebody's mm-hmm. gonna pay for you to be posting on Instagram, then they're paying for you to be posting on Instagram. That's for you. They, like that's their choice. But you can't be angry about it either, because I think there's a lot of people investing in Black Girl Nerds, the brand, like the Patreon acts. Like you can get a follow from Black Girl Nerds. I would never pay for someone to follow yeah. me on Twitter. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Like you have to figure out as a person where you fall in line of okay, now this is justifiably supporting a creator, create something, or am I just now? just invested in with the idea of this person mm-hmm. and what they've done. So I think you like people really need to take a step back and look within themselves and figure out how you are su- supporting artists and, and justifying that in the way that like now I'm paying somebody to follow me on Twitter. That's not justifiable as supporting artists because there's all these articles coming out about her being late on payments for her writers even though they're getting this money from Patreon. So now you've mm. paid money thinking that money is going to support the people who are creating the content that you love so much. Mm-hmm. And these people haven't been getting their money. So now there's just a lot of... And, like, there's... I feel like there's two major, like, takeaways. Like, one is just being careful at, like, what, you know, Jamie should have done uh, is just being really, really careful when you're involving other people with your brand. Yeah. Like you're like, she let other people take her brand and her community in their hands. Right. And they did not take care of it. No. Um, so, you know, I don't, again, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but I know that, you know, when you're a leader of a community, especially one is as big and influential as this. And, and that's a, like kind of safe haven to so many people, you've really got to be careful. And these people that she worked with, um, obviously did not have, her or her community's right. best interests at heart. Um, so, you know, going forward with whatever projects you're doing, just be careful, like, with your brand and your livelihood and the communities that you create, your clients, whatever it is, just make sure that you're being, you know, really, really careful with uh, yeah. with who you're trusting. She almost got, like, the Ray, I forget his last name, oh, goodness, the, found, the founder of McDonald's. Like, the treatment of, like, you know, he came in and he took this brand and he said he was going to help it out and da-da-da and basically mm-hmm. conned them out of McDonald's, the McDonald brothers, uh, and taking this over. And now he's a billionaire. His yeah. family's going to live forever off of McDonald's money. But instead of them taking the brand and making it better, or mm-hmm. even, like, they cheated her out of it, still made it good, they took cheated her out of her brand, you know, like, I guess, reputation 
and now it's tarnished almost like I feel like forever like I can't see a comeback from this and I don't I don't know what it would look like yeah and the other thing I think that you know just being really cautious of is speaking up when you're being mistreated because I think that you know and I I know it's hard because I think that whenever we see you know specifically like a person from a marginalized community on top and specifically a black woman like we really don't want to bring that person down and I and I you know I get that like it's it's really hard like especially like you know when you look up to someone and everything and it's like they've done something to wrong you and you're maybe trying to find excuses or like give them the benefit of the doubt which at first you know is understandable but after a certain amount of time if you're not getting paid or these different things are happening it's not adding up not necessarily it doesn't mean coming for someone and i think we right. have that like that culture like that call out culture right. it's not necessarily that but it's like maybe you need reaching to out to yeah reaching out to like another person within the community and saying hey this is happening to me have you experienced anything like this because a lot of times you might find that you're not the they only have one, and yeah been doing, and that's the case with that the has definitely writers. been the case with this situation is that you know and i i completely get why people were kind of like well i have a good thing here and maybe yeah, it's, and it's just a non-traditional field like writing yes, in general is it's so hard to figure out yeah but now you're writing for things that you like which is nerd and fandom mm-hmm. and that kind of geekery culture and now you can't you know it's very hard to find a job that is consistent that will accept you as you are being a black woman yep. because there are nerds this is the reason why it was created because there are spaces already but they weren't hiring the writers who are exactly. people of color they weren't trying to amplify their voices so i totally understand why you would hesitate to try to like take down this thing basically that you are a part of that yeah you the safe haven but. but it's just remember like it doesn't always have to be call out culture it can be as simple as just reaching out to a colleague or a fellow you know writer influencer or whatever is in your same space and just you know again it's not about throwing people under the bus but it's just about the honesty of this is unfortunately what i'm dealing with have you dealt with anything similar because you know if the if it the shoe fits that it's both of you then there's probably something else. yeah um, so yeah, all around, it's just a really unfortunate and sad situation. I feel really bad for everybody involved. I hope that there's some resolution and that people are able to get their money back. I hope that artists are at least able to, you know, make money that covers the fee of like, I, I've been trying to retweet like when artists are coming yeah. up and they're saying, Hey, I would have had, you know, um, a booth or whatever this weekend, yeah. but I got canceled on me. So now I'm trying to like make up you know, my cost. So I'm trying to retweet those people and, and share those people's stories. And as it goes forward, obviously we'll just try to, you know, retweet and amplify those voices. And I mean, it's just sad all around. So it, it definitely gives me uh, anxiety, anxiety about like having anyone come in this space and help with anything. Cause I'm just like, no, cause that's just very, it's very stressful, you yeah. know? I mean, but Google. Yeah. Anyway. man okay so we are going to get into our topic today so today we're going to talk about a topic that's really really important to me uh it's one of my favorite things to share with young people that are kind of coming into the creative scene or coming into entrepreneurship and that is talking about the starving artist myth so we all know like the myth of the starving artist who is living in some sort of tiny rundown apartment and like doesn't have anything together and everything is horrible but then they're just like creating all this beautiful art and then it's a cinderella story where they're going from rags to riches and they have like nothing and then someone like like spots their painting and then they're like like, now we have everything yeah 
like from so i grew up thinking that like and i i think i glamorized this growing up because i was poor <laughs> so for me it was like oh yeah let's hope that that happens because i i have these you know certain talents and i don't have money so maybe that will happen to me so i think that you know a lot of times we glamorize that and it's not to say that certain paths don't follow that way but it's not normally this overnight sensation that so many people think like so many people are acting like let's take for example cardi b so many people are acting as if like just yesterday she was like at her grandma's house in the bronx (laughs) and now today she is like you know a billionaire or whatever and or million multi-millionaire but um realistically like she's had a whole path and done lots of things in between hand that have gotten her out of you know the situation like that she was in to the situation she's in now was not like an overnight thing. Uh, she's been like an Instagram personality and influencer and she's been on TV and like all these different things. Just a lot of people don't know that. And so they just assume like, wow, one day she was just hanging out on the stoop and then now she's, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, that's not how it happens. So the same thing with Tiffany Haddish, the same thing with like everybody that they decide. Um, so I think that like having some stability in your life is, is really crucial to being able to create. So we're kind of going to get into the steps of why we think that the starving artist myth is a myth. And then we're going to get over, get into some steps on, uh, how to kind of not be a starving artist. Um, so number one, I feel like just obsessing over your work isn't helpful. And that, that doesn't matter if you're, you know, uh, on day one or day, you know, one million. Yeah, like if you are working 24-7 and being like, I don't sleep, I barely eat, I just work, work, work. There's definitely a culture of that. Like on Instagram, people just being like, look at how much I work. And, you know, on social media, like I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. And that's great. You should work hard. And if you own a business, you will work hard. You'll, you'll definitely, I think... I don't want to say all the time, but often you will work harder than people who have a nine to five yeah. if you own a business. More than often. Um, yeah. You often, because it's just like, That's it's a lot. That's the reality of the situation. When you it's have a, a business, you already have everything. Exactly. You don't have everything taken care of. So you have to set up everything. Yeah. You're going to wear, you know, multiple Many hats, hats. and, and that sort of thing. you delegate, you still have to exactly. be the supervisor over that So person. it's like, you're going to work a lot, but you don't need to work 24-7. And you definitely don't need to feel guilty about working 24-7. I think that we've kind of created this culture online where if somebody isn't just like, look at me, I'm obsessed with what I do. You know, I do it all the time. Like I never take time for anything else because I'm a hustler and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's almost like this, like, oh, well you're being shamed for like sleeping and eating and going to the gym and we're like people like, I don't have time to go to the gym and like take care of myself and like have relationships or whatever. It's like, that's not a goal. That's not a goal. Like that's not a way to an easy early grave. Exactly. You want to be able to have boundaries and balance. Um, you want to be able to make sure that your days are well-rounded and, and of course, yeah, work, work hard, put in the work, put in the time. Um, don't always just make it busy work, but yeah, (laughs) but eat food and like, you know, work out if you want to work out, um, and see uh, people go, and do walk, things do and no, yeah. do move, move your body. Yeah. Do not, have, not move your body. Please yeah. move it. <laughs> have separate things that you're doing and make sure you have that balance in your life. And just always remember that like, it's important to hustle in the beginning and it's important to have a hustle season as we've talked about, but you don't need to hustle forever. Um, I know yeah, we're car- called hustling, heart and hustle, yeah. but it's, we don't, 
we have hustle seasons for sure, but it's not an all the time state yeah. of mind. If you're hustling all the time, first of all, your business isn't doing great because you should have your business set up to the point where you can do less and less and less as mm-hmm. you continue to hit marks. So if you're not hitting those marks to set up points of delegation, your business is not scaling and you're just running yourself into the ground for no reason. You will not have a successful result. So that hustling forever if it's been five years and you're still mm-hmm. working 70 80 90 100 hours every week for your business and no one else is getting involved and you're not making that much more money either like what are yeah, you doing you're not scaling at no. all and yeah that's not gonna work um another reason that the starving artist myth is a myth is because worry does not help you create more efficiently uh it's not some situation where if you are in a a horrible situation you're stressed out all the time you're not going to be creating better you're not now of course we go through things and we can turn like pain or adversity or stress into art but honestly a lot of times it happens when a person is been through something and then they find some stability in their life and then they go back and revisit that time and write and create when they're in a more stable place on it and this is also i think applicable to having a therapist and taking care of your mental health because i think Mm -hmm. sometimes we people and creative people say this a lot like oh i don't want to lose my thing or lose that juju but that is not a that's not good or healthy to help breed mental health issues or have trauma or have different things that are happening to you and not healing those things because you think that's helping you create great art. Because can you imagine how great your art could be if you weren't hurting or suffering from this thing that may have been crippling you? So I definitely think we should stop using that as an excuse to not go see therapists. Please don't yeah. do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, I look at it like Beyonce right. has created some amazing art. And obviously, she went through some shit on that elevator, but then created art after when her and Jay got to a better place. Right. She didn't do it while like in the middle of all that. Yeah, it was she like, did create Seven Eleven, and that is the that best is a video. jam. But that <laughs> wasn't about, about it. Them. Wasn't about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was about making him. That feel is garbage. that is a bop. It was like that a is a certified bop. bop. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like she took time to work on her relationship, yeah, her life, her marriage, therapy. all of that stuff. And when they got to a stable place, she was able to go back and say, okay, now I can look at this from a place of stability and create right. this yeah. like iconic And I'm not saying album. that she wasn't writing or, you know, putting things down while it was happening. I'm sure she wasn't. I'm sure she was it's journaling just that and your, going your, your focus, it's hard to focus on just creativity right. when you are worried about, you know, and for her, like, you know, not that being cheated on is like, a picnic i'm sure but i'm saying like a lot of starving artists are worried about how to pay their bills and where their meal is coming from and you know like if they have enough money or their legs are going to turn off or all these different things it's like if you're so stressed out if your body's so stressed out about those things it's going to be really hard to focus on creating basically you know so if there's something in your life obviously there's always going to be areas of our life that aren't perfect whether it's your marriage or your friendships or you know, your health or your business or whatever. But, you know, if when it comes to be too much and you're living that starving artist lifestyle all the time and everything is just not working and you're stressed about everything, it's just going to become impossible to focus and say, oh, now's my time to create. Because how can you sit and write or you know paint or whatever when you have all these other things also, to like, be concerned about. Also like how are you about. affording these things? It's always my question. I'm, yeah. I read a book and I don't remember what it was about but it was I mean I remember what it was about but I remember <laughs> I don't remember what it the That title whole was. statement was so great. <laughs> I don't remember what it's about. I do remember what it's about which is why I stopped reading it because I didn't think I finished it but it's like um, this girl is talking about how she grew up and she was moving you know her mom was a starving artist so her mom would move from town to town and 
she wouldn't get so maybe I did finish it. I don't remember what it was. Go to Goodreads, figure it out. You guys know what it was. <laughs> I feel like it was last year. I was like, this year? Nope, it was last year. Where she's going to, from town to town, live with her mom in these different places, and her mom can never get her, her stuff together. But for some reason, she can always have money to do giant, because the pieces she would sell would be like twenty five. $50,000 and then she would coast off that yeah. for as long as she could and then be like oh I gotta sell another piece and gotta go to a different town so people can get into my art and da 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 and I'm like if you get money like at what when you like how can you still afford supplies because art supplies are not cheap they They're are not. very expensive quality ones if you're an actual like physical art even if you're a photographer it's expensive to get good lenses sure it's if you is. have like actual like you know cameras where you develop film developing film is not cheap i don't know where these people live That's where the they can opposite of cheap oh my goodness so i'm like the starving artist is so crazy to me because you would want enough money so you can continue to create yep you know un, like i don't yeah. want to sit and think like oh i only have five pages left of watercolor paper and i can only you know either that or and it's like investing in your business is great but if you make money off of those five watercolor papers and then only just buy more watercolor right. papers instead of buying food and and, and shelter and you know the things that you need that's not the right. way no. to work this no that's not um, that's not working well so if you're not making enough money to cover all the things my favorite thing to tell people is get a job. Yeah. <laughs> get a part-time job. Yeah. Do a part-time hustle. Walk a dog. If you're in your free hours, be that dog walker. Pick up trash. I don't know what you got to do. Be the babysitter. Yeah. To cover your ends meet so that way you can create safely, but also pay your bills so you yeah. can have a roof over your head. Yeah. So if you if you find yourself in a position where you think, wow, I think that I am a star- starving artist. I don't have stability. I, I'm not in a situation where I feel safe. And, you know, I'm not feeling like I can create from where I am and you're stressed out all the time and it's like never ending. Um, Then it's time to put in some steps to stop being a starving artist, Uh, because once you are in that place where you're stable, then you can create again. Like you're you're, whatever is inside of you that wants to get out. It's not going to go away. It's actually going to be easier to get it out when you're in that place of stability. Mm -hmm. Okay, so trust me, I know from personal experience. Um, So like Angelica just said, getting a job, number one, (laughs) like making sure that your bills are paid, making sure that you're not stressing about your bills from month to month, from week to week. Um, you know, being in a position where you know that this is going to be paid on time, that's going to be paid on time, water, lights, rent, electric, all that stuff. Insurances, cell phones. Yes, all the things. Um, so making sure and, you know, whatever, whatever job that you need to do, like it, again, it doesn't, it's not, it's not going to take away from your creativity. It's not saying that you're going to do it forever, but it can help you, um, for a specific amount of time to make sure that you are safe and situated. And also like live within your means is part of that. Make sure your bills are paid. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be the starving artist who looks like they're starving or is actually starving in a giant loft in a like expensive city to live. So you're in your New York, you're in your Atlanta's, you're in the downtown area because that's where the art scene is happening. Mm-hmm. You in Orlando? I know people who have studios here in Orlando that are expensive that they just create art, art out of, and then like some months they don't know, and some. And I understand that's part of like being an artist, but it would be easier to know that you're gonna pay your rent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'd rather know I'm gonna pay my rent and still be able to live in my great place. But I don't need to live in that great place. Yeah. If that means I can't create art and live comfortably, so I exactly. need to go live in a farm or whatever. I gotta live with my roommates, get three other people to live with you, split this. Apartment. I think a great example um, is uh, Christina, who we had on the podcast. She was living in Brooklyn, 
and she like worked in finance and made like yeah. a lot of money. She made like right. six figures, and, and then she quit. And uh, well, no, she quit and became a artist. And then we had her on the show, and she's you know creating like all this awesome art. Um, and then like after a while, she was like, "Man, like Brooklyn's expensive. I don't have the same." Um, income that I used to have, yeah, like, yeah. now that I'm, you know, doing art. So she actually moved to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for her, like, you know, the move from Brooklyn to downtown Atlanta was, like, she's probably saving, like, you know, a lot of money. Because <laughs> um, she had her own place in Brooklyn. So she's probably right. saving a lot of money. So... You know, the same thing with Jackie of Adorned by Chi, where she yeah. was living in Houston or whatever. She was no, she was living in New York. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she moved out into the Midwest and saving money and, and being she, able to And create. she, I remember she said she was like, I had a roommate, and for right. me, she's like, I that wasn't like conducive exactly. to her being in a good, a good creative, creative space. space. So she knew like, well, if I I either need to a have a roommate or b not live in this city, right? And, and she's in the same space. Know. And the stuff, she, look, Mbaku's boo shirts, yes, they're the best. My friend Pam had the Cardi B's my Patronus. Ah oh, man, clutch this Mbaku weekend. is my boo for real. Like he was vegetarian. Just... Yes. <laughs> like, honestly, you know, you go into that movie thinking that you're gonna be like thirst trapping over, you know the Black Panthers. Yeah. But the, really, the I was just like, you guys can move out of the way, <laughs> Mbaku, please. Hashtag Mbaku's oh, thigh meat. Oh my god! Forever. This Friday, <laughs> coming. This Friday, Mbaku's thigh meat, come back oh, to the big man. screen. I just... He probably will die, but that's okay. <laughs> I know. Everyone's gonna die in this movie. It's gonna be a it's lot. A it's gonna be a lot. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, Speaking so... Speaking of the thigh meat, make sure you're eating right. <laughs> yes. Make sure you're eating right, um, you know, and that's the thing is, like, people are like, oh, eating healthy is so expensive. I'm like, what is you talking about? Oh my gosh. Like, the more so simply confused. you eat, I'm so confused the cheaper it is. I don't understand. Like, well, if you buy da, 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 it must be so expensive. I'm like, girl, shake it, no. no. I'm like, it's it's literally cheaper if it's, you eat more simply. I'm like, first off, <laughs> get a whole bunch of spices. Because they last for a long time they and they're all forever. delicious. <laughs> you can do so many things with them. Go to your farmer's market and buy fruits and veggies. Buy rice and quinoa and couscous. And, buy the and pound. like in bulk. That's yeah. The thing. People like, buy it in like the cute buy little packet at Target and no, go to your Whole Foods, yep. get a big bag of it, and you're like, oh, it's expensive, but it lasts. And you can go on a whole nother, like, level and go to, if you have, like... An um, international market or something. Yeah, well, we have here, we have, it's like an Asian um, food supply store. And it's really just mostly people that shop there run Asian restaurants. Um, But we go there and buy rice sometimes. And the bag of rice is, like, bigger than I am. So you will never run out. My mom used to buy it. And it was just, I mean, we would go through it because I ate rice and beans like there was no tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so do, do stuff like that. I mean, if you can have a few meatless days, I'm telling you that's going to save you because so a lot money. of people ask me, they're like, Oh my God, like you shop at Whole Foods. It's so expensive. I'm like, first of all, it's way cheaper than Publix, right. but also I don't buy meat. So like, I understand that that makes things different, but I mean, if you can go a few days without buying meat, like and you, not if you can. Yeah. That's going to make your life a lot easier. Um, it's going to be a lot cheaper. Meal and then when plan, you do, do all those things. Yeah. When you do buy money. meat, like, you know, Cook just it in advance and yeah, in portion, like, portion. Yeah, like you're probably eating way more than what you think you need to when it comes to meat. But the nice thing about vegetables and rice and all, well, not rice, but the nice thing about vegetables is you can really eat as much as you want and never have to worry about it. I apply that to rice, but that's not true. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're not supposed to just go ham on it but you know that's fine uh, if you want to you can like it's not that expensive so just making sure that you're eating right um if it, if you need to i know we talked about in the last episode uh some people need to plan out every single portion of their day to make yeah. sure they eat i am one of those people i will not eat if i don't plan it out um so and i i plan really simple like meals for myself because if not i'm just not gonna eat them so like i every day like i have a smoothie in the morning and it has a whole bunch of like healthy stuff in it but it really it's just like it's 10 ingredients but like now i throw them all in so fast because i know what they are and like the first few times because i chose all the ingredients for specific reasons and so i used to just have it written on my phone and just look at it every single day because i wouldn't remember but now it's just kind of like clockwork i remember so i just throw it in it takes me honestly to make the entire smoothie a, a total of like three minutes max um, and yeah, I have that in the morning and it normally actually it's like two and a half ma- or one and a half Mason jars. Yeah. Um, and then for lunch, I have leftovers just yeah. about every day. An unpredictable day and you like are trying to manage different side hustles cause you're making sure your bills are getting paid. Yep. Just make your smoothie the night before, put it in a jar, put it yeah. in a bottle, say your have, overnight have leftovers. That's what I have put for your lunch. Food in your just makes your, makes your life so much easier and you're going to be feeling better. You're going to be focused. You're going to be happier. If you are managing a business and, um, a regular job or like a business or a regular job yeah. or a side hustle or whatever, what have you, it's going to be a lot easier to focus you if you're fueling yourself properly. Already as easy as possible. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, I know it's not realistic for everybody to do that. I know when we get busy, it's not realistic for me to sit down on a Sunday and put together 25 meals or whatever for every day, blah, blah, blah. But I know where I can go to get quick, easy, healthy food and it's pre-written and I know what to order if I need to order something from Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. I know where to get it, where it's from, how long it's going to take, blah, blah, blah. So I knew make sure that I'm eating because right now we're getting ready to travel. We had a busy weekend. I'm doing a lot of work. We're doing some launches this week. So I, I ain't got time to go to store. Also, it's done for me to go to the store when I'm not going to be at home. That's yeah, my number one pet peeve is like when you're traveling and you get stuff. But I know like yesterday I was like, okay, I know I'm not going to be lunch. is taken care of. We just go ahead. We order from Uber Eats, have it come in. And being able to be in a place to do that means that we work enough to save money so we can do that. And there are places that are cheaper on Uber Eats. I think people sometimes think it's really expensive all the time. But lunch... Like Most of the time is going out. I yeah. feel like I don't. I don't see a difference between like ordering it and going. I mean, like minus if you like to go out and have the ambiance. But as far as like price, it's like yeah, the same. It's, it's the same. And um, lunch usually isn't expensive. So if you are in between jobs or you're working a lot of different shifts that are unpredictable and you're not sure what where you're going to be, um, just have places around you. If you travel a lot, know the know that know you. the healthy places too yeah. that are actually going to fuel you with like stuff that's not nonsense. Yeah. Because if you're eating a lot and then you're just eating like. Gar- yeah, McDonald's and right, other exactly. stuff between meals, you're gonna feel like horrible, and then you're gonna feel like, well, I can't. When you can get a do five dollar like goddess bowl, most of the times in other bigger cities, five to eight dollar goddess bowl yep. that has all the things that you need for lunch. Just make sure you know where they are. I'm like my friends already know at this point. Like, don't ask me out to lunch unless you want to eat at Bar Taco, Freshie, or Tropical Smoothie because I ain't eating anywhere else because I'm a vegetarian and I'm just tired of the nonsense. <laughs> so I'm like, I want healthy food. I want to be fueled right. I'm trying to get snatched like people on Instagram. So, oh my gosh, it's amazing. You'll love it. Okay. So um, also make sure you move your body, and that's it. Does not mean that you need to be like in amazing shape and work out. Blah blah blah. It's just I get outside, just outside and walk and or something every day. Entrepreneurs, we like to do this snatch body fit yeah. life nonsense. Everybody's doing right now, myself included, because I'm doing yep. hundred days of fitness, so I'm, I'm putting myself in there. 
But it's, that to me is holding me myself accountable. So yeah. I look at other people holding themselves accountable as, oh snap, I need to spend sixty, seventy dollars to be in this gym membership, trying yeah. to lose iron, blah blah blah. You just you need to get move, outside and move. Outside and move your like, body. and it's not again, it's not even about anything other than just like health focus and and living your best life right. and being able to not be in that it's starving artist thing where you're just working 24 7 i used to just like work 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 sometimes and like not get outside not see the sun not you know just move you just have to move like it's just healthy to not just be in your apartment 24 7 right. um and not not do anything so even if you're just getting outside walking you know around your neighborhood maybe however many times depending on how big your if neighborhood you live in is a sketchy place because you're you don't have the money i totally get it go inside i'm assuming you have internet because you listen to this podcast if you don't have internet you're at the library download a workout on your phone save or it or just i mean like i feel like we learn so many basic like like think back oh, to like elementary DVDs school too from the library that have yeah DVDs. that too but i'm like if you think back to elementary school like when you go through your stretches yeah, and, like yeah. all that i'm like you like you just give same yeah. things I mean, I think we don't give ourselves as much uh, credit for, like, what we have learned and what we know. And I think a lot of people that are like, oh, I, I would work out, but I don't know how to move my body. I think a lot of times if you just took the judgment away and you're just like, go I'm just going to try to do something and go back grade. to basics, you're going to really realize, like, wow, I actually can work up a sweat by doing things I already know how to do. Because that's generally what you're going to pay a trainer to start you off with. It's the same things that you did in eighth grade yeah. gym class. True story. Well, fifth grade, because I did not do gym in eighth grade. <laughs> I was like, we are done with gym. We had our sixth grade where, like, we had to rotate and try out each thing. And during gym, I'm like, yeah, so this is not for oh me. Gosh. It's time for chorus and orchestra. Thanks. Drama kids. I was a drama kid. 100%. I was not, like, I stopped growing really young. Like, fifth grade, I was like, yeah, look at me out here, like, holding basketballs and stuff. And then middle school happened and everybody caught up and then surpassed me yeah. so i was no longer tall and it's just like That's i'm just funny. down here singing it's cool so you're a mess <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like i still know you, you know, know how to do a squat and a push-up and, and a you sit up you you figured out yeah exactly make sure you go outside meaning go outside with people yes so make plans with friends if you do not have friends which i totally understand that's an easy thing to get into in your 30s if you move into a new city your 20s and 30s you, you go somewhere new and you're trying to uh, be there for your art. Find places to network, little small events, small groups. Meetup.com, I say this all the time in this podcast, have plenty of meetups in different uh, mm-hmm. places that you can go and try out. You can try different things for free, usually, and don't have to spend money or low cost. The tickets may be like $20 max. Yeah. And that's really pushing. And I'm talking in bigger cities, most of the time they're free. So, yeah, you can find a lot of good, a free lot events. of free ones. You can just go try something out, see if it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, let's say, no uh, if you're creative, you can look up Rising Tide Society. There's a Tuesday together right. meeting creative once a mornings. month in every single like area that's free yeah um tuesday together the regular meeting is always free like they'll do like workshops and stuff like that but the regular meeting is always free and it's like it's a different tuesday i want to say it's the second tuesday i don't know it's a tuesday don't quote me i know it's a tuesday and i know it's called tuesdays together and it's run by rising tide society and they have one in every like major city yeah so definitely check that out the same with creative mornings it's Again, it's early, so if you don't like Yeah, that, Creative Mornings is you. real it's early. Like it my, is. I <laughs> always want to go to Creative Mornings, and then I'm like, cool, 8 o'clock, downtown, 
I'm gonna just like watch, you know, but it's like free, a video. But it's it is free, cute, and yeah. it's a good way to get to know people who are influencers in your community who are doing cool things based on the theme they choose, and then you can meet other creatives who are there. And remember that you just well. need a few good friends. Like you don't have, like it's beneficial to have a friend that's Jesus in your only field. Had Twelve friends, but if you exactly, but if you <laughs> if you have like if you don't have any friends in your field, but you have friends that still understand you and, and support you and appreciate yeah, you, you and love you, those people. I that's just, all you need. With my friends is Friday. I haven't seen one of them in two years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you just, you just go, go hang out with you. I feel like I feel like I read somewhere that like if you have like three good friends, you have, that you yeah, can, you need three good core friends, yeah. and then like do what you gotta do with and, everybody. Else. You know, if everyone else is like a friend or acquaintance or whatever, awesome. you're fine. But like if you have like three good friends, you're like in a good situation. at least one other person in the city you are in that you can call at any time yes. in case you need something is yeah. pivotal, especially as a creative. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then make sure that you have things. I think that part of being stable is making things sure that you have things to look forward to. Um, just, you know, like that life, you know, like that life is going well because you're like, okay, this is happening yeah, in a so- month and this is happening in two months. It doesn't have to be anything big. Right. It can just be like, I know, for example, that I'm going to be eating at my favorite Thai food place tonight and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, something very, very little. <laughs> I also know that Infinity Wars is coming out this it's weekend. Again, these are not work related, but I am looking forward to both of these like, things. I'm trying to figure out how to like shove it in this trip <laughs> i don't think it's gonna happen i think i'm gonna have to wait until like monday oh yeah do i'm gonna have to not on the internet, internet. yeah started seeing last night and there's spoilers already from last night on the internet i'm already concerned because like normally we go to a midnight release but we're not going to midnight release you're this time or friday we're going on Friday, okay. but well, you, you good. I feel like but you're good. I'm still like normally this is the sort of thing that we do at midnight, but we're like we decided to like our no, you're fine. We're going we are on the Friday, ones but... who are like in danger. Okay. Yeah, you're in real danger. I'm in I only have to danger. stay off of the internet for but like I can't not the internet because right. I'm doing events, so I have to be tweeting and stuff. And I'm just my life is in danger. I'm gonna have to figure out. And also, I'm like sort of like putting in to the Hamilton Library la lottery in Chicago too. So yes. I'm like, if we win again, I don't know what's gonna happen to my child. Somebody I will tell in you that if you up. get to see Hamilton, it won't even matter if Infinity Wars is real. <laughs> oh no, for that's you. definitely that's like, like, like I, don't, I don't care. Spoil it on me. Yeah, but I've also already read the Infinity War books, so I can't imagine like. That it's that. Yeah. I mean, a lot It'll of us kind of think that we know what's probably right. going to happen. Granted, they do sometimes do things different. But we, I mean, everyone is going to die. But yes, yeah, so <laughs> Captain America is not a starving artist, and you shouldn't be either. Enjoy your life. <laughs> Have a good week. Watch Infinity War because you're supporting Mbaku Thaimit um, and Shuri. Because <laughs> yes. Letitia Wright's accent is uh, amazing. And I guess Chadwick Boseman and, you know. Everybody, sure. everybody yeah. else. But yeah. And Deni- I don't think Lupita's in it. Denai is in it, though. Yeah. The Dora Milaje coming through with the spears and the shaved heads coming to snatch up. And he's going to regret, like, opening up Wakanda oh, so else. quickly. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, T'Challa's gonna T'Challa, regret yeah. being like, like, he's like, I'm gonna join the world now, and he's like, just kidding, this is a horrible personal choice. I could just imagine uh, Denai's character being like, you why did you do white this? For, yeah. Koye, Koye, she's gonna, she's be, gonna like, be so You let in white mad. people for five seconds, and look what yep. happened to our country. Yeah. 
very excited for Black Panther. I'm, I'm also, you know, Black Panther had a lot of, like, lessons in it. So now with it being tied into Infinity War, I'm excited to see, like, what are those lessons? Because from the preview, it does look like, it's don't like, let white people into they you. Changed the, the first, like, teaser trailers pre-Black Panther release was all about Tony and, like, Chris Evans and, like, all the other Avengers the that you care about. And then they switched it up real quick after Black yeah. Panther came out to be like, this is Black Panther and Friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just an FYI. I'm like, M'Baku is in trailers. I don't think M'Baku ever would have been in a, no. a, a major TV trailer. He was basically like barely movie. even in like Black Panther trailers. Like you didn't Look, really see him. You didn't see him because so... you didn't. Why? Yeah. But Marvel understands. They know we're coming to come in with yep. our with our coins. Yeah. Spending my money on this. Yep. All right. Well, y'all have a great Be week. Safe. Do not forget to write down the Twitter it's chats May that we're 8th, having. Two o'clock. Get on Twitter, open the app, download TweetDeck. That's probably your best choice. But if you have other things to download, use those too. And also, um, don't forget to let us know topics that you want us to cover uh, in the upcoming so months. Stop talking about Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, because we will keep talking about Infinity Wars, yeah, at least funny. for the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something shady, but... Okay, bye! bye.